We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Baby. All right, I've been looking forward to talking to Trisha Siegman all morning because this story is dynamic. Oh, I'm and very plus, excited. Can you hear the tenor of my voice? I'm getting like a really good tone of my voice. This is how I know you're really serious yeah. about it, too. Now yeah. I know. And you didn't prepare me at all, so. No. But when I can say dynamic, it's, doesn't that sound bumps. good? Yeah. Mm. Right? I got chills. Yeah. What so, do you got? Okay. All right. The Texas GOP platform. You've, you've not heard anything about this? You've heard a little bit? Nothing. I really don't know anything okay. about this story. I mean, just like sitting down, you I mentioned it. So you, you've, I you did know a where Google we're headed search here. And I know that Texas GOP has a platform. Yes. They have a very, very, I hesitate to use the word extreme platform. But they're going all in on basically every issue that, for instance, YouTube would flag us for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is now the party platform of Texas. This isn't a small thing. They're not trying to walk a moderate line. No, no. And that's that's why I think this is so interesting is because they're taking basically every big issue of the day and they're saying, we don't care what you think. This is what we're going to do. And there's lots of people doing that. I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're saying this. I can't believe that the whole party of Texas. Got I mean, behind the, it. The, this is a big, I mean, Texas GOP is a big part of the GOP. Well, and even, and I'm more familiar with the Missouri GOP than I am with whatever Illinois GOP I know that those, you know, <laughs> um, but the, like even like the Missouri legislature is very red, very uh, Republican controlled. And there is a lot of division in there is in the ranks there yeah. as far as like the spectrum of conservatism that, yeah. that governs in the state. I'm glad you said it that way, because it always gets labeled as MAGA versus traditional conservatives or traditional Republicans. That's just not. There's so much more of a spectrum than that, mm-hmm. because even people from the outside looking in, if you looked at the, my policy positions, people would say, oh, you're like ultra MAGA. I never think of myself that way. I just believe. And I think that's where a lot of people are where I'm at is that you wouldn't go. I'm ultra MAGA because that's like Tea Party. That is flash in the pan. That's a response to things right now. Whereas we're looking at this is the the direction things need to go for a long, long time. And I just don't like the 
the sort of suddenness of, well, that's a thing that's happening right now. And how do you squash it? Or how do you light it on fire? It's hard to remember. It's hard to even, I don't think we had to, to quantify it before Trump, but there was, there's always been a spectrum, right? There's always been people closer to libertarian, people closer to the middle, people yeah. to the far right, people to the far left. But then it became MAGA yeah. or Mitt Romney. Like exactly. those were the two types exactly. of Republicans. You were either, you're Trump or Romney and that's it. There's no yeah. in between. And I, I really don't know anybody. And we run in these circles. We mm-hmm. run in all Republican, actually all political circles. We know lots of people in all of them. I don't know a single person who's like, I'm ultra MAGA. Like it's just, it's just to, and I don't know a single person either who's like, well, I'm a moderate Republican. Nobody says that. It's it's funny that you say ultra MAGA though, because Mark Cox actually has an ultra MAGA shirt. Oh, I know he does, but he grabs these cultural things and just slaps them on his chest. You know, like he's so brazen about. He's he's almost doing it comedically. Uh There's there's a tongue in cheek vibe to it. I've always thought the same thing. I mean, since we're on the topic and a little bit different. But the way that Christians are described in society in political circles is evangelicals. I have never been anywhere in a church where somebody goes, I'm an evangelical. (laughs) Right. I've never heard that term. It's a political term Mm -hmm. that people use to slap onto people. I think it's very similar to MAGA or... And I think a lot of people try to make, say, like, well, yes, I understand there's a label there, but let's call it America first because then... It, you know, Trump's going to die someday. And I think these are people who are thinking beyond Donald Trump. I mean, maybe he's not even the nominee in 2024 and then we're already past Trump, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a there's kind of a not a stigma, but a, 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 a movement to get away from the labels because they don't really apply to everything. Well, and in our in the way our country is constructed, they shouldn't last for long. Right. right. Like you don't. There are terms or elections or yeah. reasons that those things don't last forever yeah and the and the political wins and the social wins i mean they they blow and they change fast mm-hmm. i mean since i've been even here things have changed yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it's dramatic i watch <clears throat> the best example is watching tv shows from five six years ago or movies and things that were like maybe considered a little bit edgy but they were getting away with it not you know think things those things wouldn't even be produced now I mean, that's how fast culture is changing. But anyway, back to this GOP from Texas thing. I wanted to throw their platform. There's some of their major, and there's more than this, but these are some of the major uh, key keystone points of their platform now. Um, and just see what you think about it. President Biden is the acting president because he didn't win legally. <laughs> right? That's in writing in that the is, that Texas is in GOP there. platform. Yes. I mean, I don't know if that's, this is NPR, so they're going to be framing this very, very differently, but that's in there. I mean, the quote acting president is there. Hmm. So that's not them just rephrasing this. Um, let's see what else here. Texans should vote on seceding. Now, okay. now before we, we say, oh, they're talking about seceding. They're talking about using that as an arrow in their quiver to push back on federal overreach. I don't think they're actually saying Texas should secede. They're saying that they should hold up the vote at any given time, that that should be something that they at any moment would say, don't do this to us or else we'll vote on it. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't think the Texas GOP is actively saying Texas should secede from the union. How is it written, though? Well, I'm reading what. NPR is writing 
Okay, well, but are there quotes around it? Like, do you think they lifted it off of the party platform? Okay, let me let me dig in here because I'm I'm reading the headlines to you. But that's there fair. Is more I didn't on mean this. to put you on the no, spot no, no, there. That's okay. It's just yeah. I mean, they may be using it as um like political um as yeah. part of their like pushback. yeah as political pushback gamesmanship. But, but those there's some already some strong language that you know yeah okay yeah oh here it is Texas should hold a referendum on seceding. That's that's and, the quote. Texas retains the right to secede from the United States, and the Texas legislature should be called upon to pass a referendum consistent thereto. So they're not saying we should. They're saying we sh- we, re- we reserve the right to vote okay. on it. We should threaten yeah. to anytime we don't. Before we move on, thoughts on that? I mean, I think that is a strong position for a party to take. I don't think that that's ever going to happen, but I don't know because I've only been in the grand scheme of the country and the world and the universe. I've only been around for a very, very, very minute point of time. So uh, it seems extreme to me, but yeah, I, it, it does to me too. What it sounds like to me is, especially after we talked about it for a minute, it sounds like you better do what we want or else we're taking our toys and going home. We're voting to take our toys and go home. That's exactly what it is. I don't think, I don't think you're way off there. I think that's exactly what this is, but you have to realize who's playing. It's not just Timmy and Tommy playing and one of them gets mad at the other and goes, well, I'm going to take all my stuff and go home then. So Timmy, you better play what I want to play. This is uh, a big kid on the playground bossing the other kids around and the little kid going, I'm not even going to play your game if you continue this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better analogy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 should be repealed. What is? They, they say nothing about it. They just say that it should be repealed. What is the Voting Acts right of 1965? Well, as far as I understand it, it has a lot to do with segregation and um, making sure that there's no, you're not sort of like putting racial groups into certain districts entirely. So there's a lot of, whenever there's district drawing, Mm -hmm. um, and it's used now as a political weapon, it has absolutely nothing to do with race. But if, if a map is so gerrymandered that, they that it, a one party goes well. We're not being represented well. They'll use the Voting right, Rights Act of 1965, and both parties do it. It's mm-hmm. not like Republicans or Democrats do it exclusively. They'll both call upon that to say you're using racial lines inappropriately. Well, they don't actually care about the racial lines. They care about how the party's playing out. And so I, th- th- there's very little in the platform about why they want it repealed. But I would imagine it's just because it's one of the only federal voting regulations that there is beyond the state Mm -hmm. and they're saying federal government should have nothing to do with the state but i actually read this part because i was curious why that and they say almost nothing about it it just says we well here i'll I'll pull the well and from the article too and this is an npr article correct so taking that piece out of context is advantageous for whoever's putting that article together so that actually might not be as inflammatory as it sounds, especially yeah. after you break it down a little bit. Yeah, it just uh, and this is this is why it's funny to read these NPR articles because they'll quote before saying, "Well, here's they want to take away the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which the Justice Department calls the most successful piece of civil rights legislation ever adopted." 
That's what they, okay. you know, that, but, <laughs> but, but the Texas, Justice Department says it's the most amazing piece yeah. of legislation in the whole history of all the legislation. <laughs> right, yeah. Keep in mind this is great <clears throat> and that they want to get rid of it. Here's what they say. Uh, but the quote is equal suffrage for all United States citizens of voting age. That's all it says. We want to get rid of it. Equal suffrage. <laughs> okay. I, I don't understand really, mm-hmm. but okay. Um it says to be repealed and not reauthorized. Very, very short. The last one is, of course, and especially being in Texas right now, very hot button. Any gun control is a rights violation. Hmm. Thoughts? I guess thoughts overall. Like, do you think this is a good position for a party to take right now? Or do you think that it's strategic? I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I think if any party was going to be, if any state in the country was going to be able to have a strong stance on things, it's Texas's GOP, right? And the GOP isn't necessarily the governing body of the state, but they do produce the candidates and they do, I'm sure, hold the majority of voters, at least their attention and their, the loyalty to them. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to have a little more context on some of these things. Yeah. I don't know how often they're threatening to secede. I don't know how often. What was the first one we talked about again? It was again? that President Biden is the acting president because he didn't win legally. So I don't love the whole election integrity thing. I don't I I don't I just don't love that. I and I don't know that it makes sense especially without having actual verifiable evidence that's been you know widely fleshed out to take a stance on it they're citing true the vote in 2000 mules they're saying that's the they're they're saying i'm not saying that's that's true i i'm not saying that 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 evidence isn't true necessarily but i don't think that we've actually reached a consistent consensus thank you very much ryan uh as a nation, that that's the case, and I think that it's risky business to keep trying to play that card. And I think for a party, a major party like that, in a in a state that's you know controlling the narrative, I think that's a bit dangerous. Yeah. Well, we won't we won't reach a consensus because I I was actually listening back. So next week I'm doing a Fourth of July special, and kind of doing not quite a best of, but just kind of a little bit of a year in review and. Uh, looking back a little bit as we look forward, you know, July 4th, kind of a good time to do that. And so I was listening back to some of the segments that I've done over the last six months. And one of them was in either late April or early May. And it was about 2000 mules. Obviously the movie hadn't come out yet, but there was, I was highly anticipatory of it and, and still haven't seen it because it's like vacation to me. Like I can't wait to see it so much that I want it to be in the, in the foreground, not in the background. You're like holding a special I, yeah. place for it. It's I'm something like, to look forward to. Yeah, and I want to watch it with my wife. I like like mm-hmm. make an event out of it. And we've actually been on vacation, so we haven't had a lot of time. And I keep kind of pushing it like, oh, it's okay. We can push that back to next week because I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I want to have something to look forward to. But um, I do know a lot about the movie. I've researched a lot of it, and I've researched True the Vote and a lot of that stuff. And uh, what I said at the time was... That movie is going to give conservatives, just based on Dinesh D'Souza's reputation, that movie is going to give people finally something to point to, Mm -hmm. to say, but this. And it has done that. They've attacked the integrity of geo-tracking and really made that a weird issue because up until now, 
that had never been an issue. Everybody was fine with looking at cell phone data to determine where you've been. And I mean, Justice Roberts, John Roberts, who's not exactly a conservative, he said in Supreme Court rulings that you can use cell phone data almost like an ankle bracelet to determine where people have been and what they've been doing. And for some reason now, that's an issue. And to me, that says, okay, if th- if there's no consensus on video proof along with all this geo data about people going to headquarters and then to ballot boxes and dropping off ballots, and then you can see them doing on, on half of them, we're never going to get to a consensus. So I don't think your position is crazy to think that the GOP is going like a, the Texas GOP is going a little bit far mm-hmm. with saying those things. I think that it would more if, if it were me writing this and nobody, literally nobody anywhere asked me, uh, I would think more upholding election integrity going forward should be a priority and pointing to that film as something and I, I haven't watched it either. I'm kind of in the same camp as you. We've covered it. I've listened to Dinesh on a, multiple occasions. Yeah. You know, we've had multiple interviews with him. Uh, I think he's brilliant. Uh, and I don't necessarily know that I don't believe that there aren't questions that we'll never get answers to or that need answers. It's just at this point, what's going to happen with 2020? Right. Let's. So, uh, yeah. so as a party, I'd say take the position of here in Texas – we want to make sure that there are never any questions ever again. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that I love going two feet into the pool. I'm totally in favor of a, a party doing that, especially with these issues in particular, like voting integrity to me. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. And yes, looking forward, Brad Range on the Annie Fry Show said something this week that I'm like, that's, that's probably the best quote I've heard about election integrity. Came out of him. So I'm going to give him credit for it. He said, when you argue a call with the umpire, you're never going to get that call. Like, the safe or out, you're never going to get him to change at that moment unless there's video evidence. Oh, hey, kind of went into there. Um, but you're always arguing for the next call. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're, you're going to intimidate him and say, you got that call wrong so that the next time there's a borderline call, you get the next one. And I'm like, that's actually a pretty good strategy. That doesn't mean I'll stop talking about 2020, but... I also, we're not going to remove him from office at this point, even because when evidence comes out, they just keep sweeping it under the rug, so it's not going to happen. But you do have to keep bringing it up, otherwise nothing will change in the future. So, kind of with you on that. Um, let's take a short break. We'll come right back, do a short segment, and then Trisha's going to come right back in the second hour. Wiggins America, thanks for being here. Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.